And I welcome you on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Acts chapter 17, moving on to verses 13 through 21. We are traveling with Paul in Europe on his second missionary journey. His first stop was in the city of Philippi, where he was beaten and imprisoned. He then moves on to Thessalonica. He stays there for perhaps a month before he is forced to move on to the town of Berea. Luke tells us that the Bereans received the message with great eagerness, and many people, Jew as well as Greek, believed. Now Luke describes for us what happened at Berea and Paul's introduction to the city of Athens. We begin our reading now with verse 13, and Luke writes, but when the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching in Berea, they went over and stirred up trouble. The believers acted at once, sending Paul onto the coast while Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those accompanying Paul went on with him to Athens and then returned to Berea with a message for Silas and Timothy to hurry and join him. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere throughout the city. He went to the synagogue for discussions with the Jews and the devout Gentiles and spoke daily in the public square to all who happened to be there. He also had an encounter with some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. Their reaction when he told them about Jesus and his resurrection was, he's a dreamer, or he's pushing some foreign religion. But they did invite him to the forum at Mars Hill. Come and tell us more about this new religion, they said, for you are saying some rather startling things, and we want to hear more. And then Luke states, I should explain that all the Athenians as well as the foreigners in Athens spend their time doing nothing but discussing the latest new ideas.
Paul goes on to Athens where he will wait for Silas and Timothy to join him. Perhaps he had asked them to go back to the believers in Thessalonica and see how the church was progressing there, and then check on the believers in Berea before joining him in Athens. Athens was a cultural center of the world, yet it was a city filled with idolatry. Luke tells us that Paul was deeply troubled by all the idols that he saw everywhere throughout the city. So he begins the task of sharing the gospel with the people of Athens. Now here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. I can imagine the thrill it was for Paul to come to a city where the people didn't just accept what he had to offer, nor did they immediately reject it. They opened the Bible and searched the scriptures daily, and they weighed Paul's words accordingly. Did the Bible confirm what Paul spoke? The answer was clearly yes. As a result, many Jews and Gentile men and women believe in Jesus. As we might expect from the past, opposition came. When the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. The brothers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed in Berea. Paul was preaching the word, so Luke writes here. The preaching of the word, the truth, always surfaces opposition. That's the way it is. Satan promotes only untruth. That can be expected. Paul expected it by this time. So leaving Silas and Timothy, Paul was taken as far as Athens by friends. Athens was almost straight south of Berea. The route from Berea to Athens isn't given. Luke writes that they took Paul to the sea. It appears as though to throw off any pursuers, they made it appear as though Paul boarded a ship and traveled on the Aegean Sea to Athens. But perhaps a smaller group of escorts took him as far as Athens by land. Several years ago, we traveled this route by bus. Actually, we began our bus trip at Istanbul, traveling west all the way past Thessalonica to near Berea, and then turned south past Mount Olympus to Delphi and finally to Athens. It took us three days. The scenery was gorgeous from inside the air-conditioned bus. Paul, of course, didn't travel that way. I remember the high and narrow passes through the mountains. To some of our passengers, that was a frightening trip. One lady was literally frozen with fear as the bus negotiated those hairpin curves overlooking sheer precipices. I had to think of Paul's journey 2,000 years earlier from Berea to Athens. Well, Paul arrived safely and left instructions with those who returned to Berea that Silas and Timothy should join him in Athens as soon as possible. Paul made good use of his time. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to dispute with him. Some of them said, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, 
May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we want to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing, Luke writes, but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Put yourself in Paul's shoes. Athens had a glory. Her contributions of the 4th and 5th centuries B.C. have never yet been surpassed in sculpture, in literature, in philosophy. Athens was the native city of Socrates and Plato and the adopted city of Aristotle and Epicurus. Even today, it's an exciting city to visit. I wish I could go back. It's been almost 20 years since we were there. Visitors today will still see the remains. But we have a tendency to view those remains of art and sculpture as purely artistic. But they were temples and statues and images of pagan deities. Knowing that, I had trouble admiring the artistic beauty of those statues. To Paul, there was nothing attractive about them. Paul was well familiar with paganism and with idol worship. He had been raised and reared with the first and second commandment that there was only one God and that idol worship was anathema. So I can imagine Paul walking through this city with its temples and statues, and Luke writes that Paul was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. That's how Paul looked at those statues. I'm sure Paul appreciated artistic beauty as much as anyone else but not when it was dedicated to false religions and false gods. Beauty then becomes very ugly. The word used of Paul here is translated in the New International Version, which I use as greatly distressed. But distressed is a very mild term. He was exasperated or provoked. Here was a city that was world famous for its human learning and human wisdom. To mix that with spiritual ignorance was appalling to Paul, worldly wise and spiritually foolish. Worldly wisdom does not lead to God. Here was a city of philosophical wisdom with streets full of statues in temples of pagan deities. Anyone else might have been aesthetically exhilarated walking up and down those streets, but not Paul. He was appalled and exasperated at the idolatrous superstition and spiritual blindness of the city and its people. That's where man's wisdom leads. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.